KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Good morning. I'm Kinsey Moreland in for Annika Colbert today. It is Friday, March 26th. So yeah, maybe you've heard California is getting ready to expand its COVID-19 vaccination program big time. Details on that soon, but first let's do those local headlines. California Assemblyman Rob Bonta has been chosen by Governor Gavin Newsom to be the state's next attorney general. That would be to replace Javier Becerra, who is now the U.S. Secretary of Health and Human Services. If approved, Bonta will be the first Asian-American man to occupy the position, a milestone amid increased anti-Asian-American hate nationwide. A Marine Corps investigation found last year's sinking of a seafaring tank off Southern California was caused by human errors and mechanical problems that could have been averted. Nine service members died in that accident. In a report released yesterday, the investigation found contributing factors included the inadequate training of troops, shabby maintenance, and poor judgment by commanders. Three commanders were fired as a result. The San Dieguito Union High School District is expanding in-person learning. It's currently running a hybrid model where students can attend in person two days a week, but starting on April 12th, that will now increase to four days. Carlsbad Unified has also approved middle and high school students to return five days a week starting March 29th. Vista Unified voted to open secondary schools on April 5th for families who want students on campus five days a week. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. All right, so if you have been waiting and wondering when it will be your turn to get a coronavirus vaccine, we have some good news for you. As KPBS reporter Matt Hoffman tells us, a major change, major, is being made over who's next in line. Excited? Very, very. Starting April 1st, all Californians aged 50 and over will become eligible for vaccinations. Then on April 15th, it extends to everyone 16 and over. So just a few weeks There'll be no rules, no limitations as it relates to the ability to get a vaccine administered. The announcement is coming earlier than expected, especially with recent vaccination supply problems. But the governor says vaccine makers, including Moderna, Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson, are ahead of schedule. Our ability uh, to do more has always been constrained by supply, manufactured supply. We have confidence now the manufactured supply becoming available sooner than we had anticipated. So much so that the governor made this announcement too. Effective today. Regardless of your age, regardless of your pre-existing condition, if someone comes in eligible under the existing rules, but with a family member, we will accommodate the family member, no questions asked. 
Newsom says all vaccination sites will have discretion to do that, and it doesn't mean all locations in San Diego can accommodate family members right away. A county spokesperson says it will depend on supply, which has been slightly increasing, but only about 10% a week recently. Reacting to the eligibility expansion, Scripps Health CEO Chris Van Gorder says if there's sufficient supply, then it's a good idea. If not, he's worried about the frustration people will have who can't find appointments, saying in those cases, people are often angry at those delivering vaccines and not those making the rules. I know folks are frustrated because it's very hard to get a first dose appointment right now. Uh, and so if the tiers are going to be expanding, uh, then it is my hope the supply is going to be significantly expanding as well. Opening up more vaccinations could get the state closer to its goal of delivering 4 million doses in hardest hit communities. County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher says once that happens, our county has a good chance of seeing more restrictions relaxed in the state's orange reopening tier. As soon as it appears that it could, it could technically happen would, would be April 6th, but there's no guarantee. Newsom says new variants of the virus spreading in the state mean we cannot let our guard down. This is not mission accomplished. We're not spiking the football. This is not time to take down your guard or literally, as is the case, take off your mask. President Biden has also signed the Save Lives Act, which allows the VA to provide vaccinations to all veterans, their spouses and caregivers. It's estimated there are more than 200,000 veterans in San Diego County alone. Their numbers are separate from the county ones, which are now showing more than 31% of San Diegans 16 and over have gotten at least one dose, while just under 20% are fully vaccinated. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. Unaccompanied children who've made the trip to our southern border will start arriving at the San Diego Convention Center this weekend. Adults experiencing homelessness who've been staying there have now all been moved to other shelters in the city. Here's KPBS reporter John Carroll with more. Hundreds of children up to 17 years old will soon be arriving at the convention center, probably as soon as this weekend. And this is a humanitarian issue. These are children uh, who have a legal right to be here. Uh, and I think we've all been shocked by the, the pictures of the conditions they're in uh, in CBP detention facilities. The Biden administration says it's sending families back. But when it comes to children without their parents, the president made it clear today where he stands. The idea that I'm going to say, which I would never do, that if an unaccompanied child ends up at the border, we're just going to let them starve to death and stay on the other side. No previous administration did that either, except Trump. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. The law says unaccompanied children are not supposed to be held in federal detention facilities for more than 72 hours. That's happening now, so the process of relocating them to more suitable facilities is urgent. Enter the convention center. Earlier this week, Supervisor Fletcher, along with San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria, announced that children, perhaps up to 1,400, will be welcomed to the center. But while here, they will not be allowed to leave the confines of the building. In his YouTube update on Wednesday, Supervisor Jim Desmond sounded a note of concern and resignation. We can't sustain this on and on and on, you know, month after month after month. Uh, this, this, you know, just, just can't continue to happen like this. But... This, we are where we are. As soon as children arrive, officials say efforts will get underway to send them to family members already in the U.S. We reached out to Convention Center Management for a comment. They referred us to the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, which will be overseeing the operation. No one got back to us. Both Mayor Gloria and Supervisor Fletcher say the cost of the operation will be borne by the federal government. And the federal government's been clear this is their responsibility and they will pay the full cost 
uh, associated board, and I, I think that that is appropriate. The reason the convention center can serve as a temporary shelter is because no conventions are booked until August. And it's Friday, right? So how about a wildlife segment? A rehabilitated barn owl is back in the wild at Coronado's Spreckles Park. KVBS reporter Jacob Ayer says the animal was released last night. The female barn owl was found by two public services employees in the city of Coronado back on January 25th of this year when they noticed it was struggling to fly in the cold and rain. A Coronado Police Services officer then brought the animal to the Humane Society's Wildlife Center. But who helped bring the animal back to health? That would be Project Wildlife's Director of Wildlife Medicine, John Enyart. You know, she got some fluids um, by injection and then uh, was put into a, an enclosure that just helped her stay quiet and calm. Um, and then, you know, within a day or two, we realized that, you know, at that point, she was ready to go out to the aviary. After nearly two months, the barn owl could self-feed and was strong enough to fly again. It was released at Spreckles Park Wednesday night, near where it was found. So yes, it is spring break time, and despite a pandemic, partying students are expected to soon descend on San Diego beaches and the bay. So local lifeguards and police are putting out some warnings to try to keep everyone safe. KPBS reporter Melissa May has the story. San Diego has more than 40 miles of oceanfront and bay shoreline for lifeguards and police to patrol. But lifeguard chief James Gartland has a warning for beachgoers. I mean, San Diego beaches are beautiful. The, the water looks nice, the sunsets, all of that. But there are a lot of hazards at the local beaches, so you just have to be aware. Spring break in San Diego means increased crowds and more activity in the water. San Diego Police Lieutenant Rick Aguilar says his department will have patrols on the water and on land to provide assistance to lifeguards. We just want to make sure that everyone comes out here, they're safe, follow all the safety rules. Many visitors enjoy renting water vessels during their visit to the beach, but officials warn potential renters to make sure the rental company is legal. And all those brick and mortar businesses, those vessels are well maintained, they're safe, there's insurance, they provide some instructions. And one more warning for boaters. Do not drink and boat. Please do not um, operate a vessel while you're under the influence. Authorities also encourage spring breakers to wear a mask and to social distance. Melissa May, KPBS News. And coming up, theater, music, dance, our arts editor and producer rounds up this weekend's top three virtual events. That's after a little bitty break. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. All right, so arts and culture, it's still a thing. It's still happening, I promise. And if you are looking for a way to get some arts and culture in this weekend, here is KPBS arts editor and producer Julia Dixon-Evans with her top three weekend performing arts events picks. 
all of them virtual. The Coronado Playhouse just opened Harlem Duet, which is a play written by Canadian playwright Janet Sears in 1997. Coronado Playhouse filmed the stage production directed by local Candace Crystal. The play functions as a kind of unstuck-in-time prequel to Shakespeare's Othello. The script jumps around in time, contemporary Harlem, an 1860s plantation, the Harlem Renaissance, and it follows the messy love that unravels between Othello, played by Malachi Beasley and his first wife, the complicated Billy, played by Danielle Bunch. Here's a clip. I'll take them on a cultural field trip, blow their minds. I've longed for this sanctuary. I know what you mean. (laughs) Black boutiques. Black bookstores. Black groceries. Filled with black doctors and dentists. Black banks. Black streets teeming with loud black people listening to loud jazz Mm. and reggae and Aretha. There is a rose in Spanish Harlem. Mm, mm. A rose in black in Spanish Harlem. <laughs> the script of Harlem Duet really centers on Billy, who, of course, has no Shakespearean origins. It's a really great chance to embroil and recenter the canon from a black woman's lens. Tickets are $25 and it streams on demand through April 18th. Next up, you want your classical music with a little bit less dead old guy? Local pianist Melissa Evans Tierra is putting on a free live stream concert on Saturday at 11 a.m. featuring only living composers. One of the works is even a world premiere. It's called Hyperspace Sonata by her husband, the composer Chetan Tierra. Tierra is a fantastic performer, and I love the selection of works. It's kind of like a cheat sheet of contemporary composers we all should be paying attention to. She built the program around a work called Compassion by Manhattan-based composer Julia Wolfe about witnessing the Twin Towers fall on 9-11 right from her apartment. This work is jarring, it's abrasive, and it's also really beautiful. Finally, Jeremy McQueen's latest ballet, it's called Wild Act One, and in it, an incarcerated youth celebrates his 14th birthday behind bars. The work's inspired partly by the protagonist of Maurice Sendak's Where the Wild Things Are children's book, as well as photography and stories of incarcerated young people of color. McQueen, who was raised in Southeast San Diego, launched his dance company, The Black Iris Project, in 2016 in New York. I spoke to McQueen recently, and here is what he said about this work. So this work to me um, really amplifies the idea that though our bodies might be perceived or incarcerated in so many different facets throughout life, our minds and our imaginations can never be incarcerated. This ballet in particular is a call to action specifically for young black and brown men to be able to see the beauty of their lives and the beauty of telling their stories no matter what they've been through. The filmed production of Wild Act One is available to screen online only through April 4th, so don't miss it. And read my interview with Jeremy McQueen at kpbs.org. 
And you can find even more art editor's picks and sign up for my weekly KPBS arts newsletter. Go to kpbs.org arts. And that's the show. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in your feed early Monday morning. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com.